What are you doing? What do you mean, man? I'm just reading my Bible. I'm reading about uh, Moses opening up the Red Sea. The Bible? You believe all that phony baloney stuff? Are miracles, like, I mean, that, 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 that stuff is like fairy tale. It doesn't even sound real. Hmm. Funny that you should ask. Have you heard about the Kalam? The what? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Takeaway Podcast. I'm Dakota Smith. I'm here with Tanner Treffin. Brought the word uh, yesterday. We're continuing our Red Thread series, looking at the book of Exodus. And we had Serve Day this past Saturday. Man, it was just a really good weekend. Yeah, man. God was moving this weekend. It was just so cool. I think, what was that, like 150 people or something came in, I, coming out I think, for yeah, Serve Day? More than that, I think. Um, just making a difference in our community. So thank you guys for showing up and, and serving and loving on people. And that highlight video is really cool. If you haven't seen that, check that Check that out in the live stream yesterday um, yeah. you can see that uh it was great just footage of uh us serving the community together so good stuff yeah that was awesome yeah it was fun going around getting to um just see all the different areas because not everybody gets kind of gets to see a little bit of everything but as the um we get to go around and get to film these different areas so we, we kind of get to see everything that happens um so it's really cool just seeing how um we just get to impact our community uh, as a church, and uh, we got to do some really fun interviews and stuff this year, so that added a little bit of spontaneity and just a little bit of just something fun as people were just in the middle of work and be like, hey, why do you like Serve Day? Stuff like yeah, that, so that was fun. And many of the small groups were serving together, mm-hmm. so uh, that would be cool. And next spring, jump into a small group, and uh, you get to serve in that small group during Serve Day together. But we got our June small groups coming up here in a couple weeks, so you can jump in a small group there. So. Yeah, join a group, join a group. We love we love small groups. Mm-hmm. Life's better in community, for sure. Uh, amen, for sure. All right, so your sermon this past week, 10 plaguing questions. Looking at the book of Exodus, God sent the 10 plagues on Egypt, and man, it, it, was, it, was, it was good. It was powerful. Yeah, it was fun. I, I, I was talking to Alan just this morning, and uh, he was saying I was talking so fast. <laughs> and I was like, I had so many things I wanted to hit on that I felt like God had put them in my heart. And I was trying to squeeze them in into a 30-minute message or so. So uh, it, it was fun. It, I felt like um, one the first thing that we talked about in the intro was just the Kalam. Um, had def- several people talk to me afterwards about how important it is uh, to, to be able to defend the faith and just having that argument of whatever begins to exist has a cause. The universe began to exist, therefore the universe has a cause, and that cause is to be um, timeless, spaceless, uh, you know, powerful, personal, um, to be able to create this whole universe, and, and that points obviously to God. Um, it's just such a great way to kind of have a foundation of your faith in those seasons of doubt, and also to you know talk to other people like, hey, we're not just believing in some crazy stuff over here, but it actually is the best explanation for the reality that we live in today. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, um, I think we were talking, it's like, yeah, we something can't come from nothing it's like nothing plus nothing can't equal something no so no. there has to be something outside of that um and that was that was a good conversation yeah and uh like um atheists today like they kind of show it in like the marvel movies now as they try to come up with like, the mer- multiverse mm-hmm. ver- multi you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. <laughs> theory of like there's like all this, uh, this is big engine is pumping out all these different universes and somehow you know that creates the universe but you would ask, well, where did that big multiverse generator come from? In the first? Right. There's got to right. be something behind all this that's making all this happen, and, and that's the whole point that that points to God. So. Right, yeah. And I love that we're like still still touching on all these um, apologetic arguments and um, just really giving giving the church just um, just tangible things that they can they can have and write down and put in their back pocket mm-hmm. to really be able to defend their faith if they. 
come across a conversation like that or just presenting Christ to them and people are just asking questions that maybe they might not know the answer to right off the bat, but they can, if we have all these, these really good apologetic arguments to why we believe what we believe that they can just use to um, share with others that help it, help them understand it better. Yeah, and if you want to be more equipped with resources, with apologetics, um, a couple things I'll tell you is uh, reasonablefaith.org is where William, Dr. William Craig's stuff is, and he has his defender's class in there, but there's also a free equip course where he does what's like a free online class, and then Stand to Reason has Stand to Reason University, which is free online classes that equip you in apologetics as well, as, as well as our Sunbrook student page. I've linked like 10 plus apologetic channels that you can subscribe to so check that out great youtube channels that will teach you all about different apologetics so yeah awesome um so, so all right so we kind of touched on a little bit but number one was our miracles possible and i liked one of the things you said was we we definitely as christians we believe that miracles are possible not only do we believe that they're possible but that's the the crux of the entirety of what we believe that jesus rose from the dead three days after he was crucified, that our whole, what we believe in our faith stands on miracles. Yep. So um, I know if you wanted to touch on that a little bit. Not, nothing really else besides this. There's a one uh, sect of Christianity called cessationists that believe that like the whole, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and, and kind of like miracles have all stopped. But I'm like, hey, God still exists. Yeah. Like, if he still wants to do miracles, right. I feel like you're putting a cap on what God yeah. wants to do. So yeah. um, we're definitely open to that here of Summerbrook, seeing the gifts of the Holy Spirit and God move mightily in, in miraculous ways. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, for sure. All right, so number two of ten was what is the purpose of miracles? Yeah, and... This is, I just think, kind of taken lightly. And and once you understand this, that miracles are used to approve of Christ. Christ all the time in the Gospels is talking about, hey, if you don't if you don't just believe me and you won't believe my words, like at least believe because of the miracles. And, mm-hmm. and he says this when uh, John the Baptist comes to him. And he's like, are you, are you the Christ? Are you the one who's coming? And he's in prison. He's doubting. And he sends to some of his followers. And he says, hey, go tell John what you see. The blind see, the, the dead are raised to life, the, the poor have the good news preached to them. Um, you know, because of all these miracles you see, that's why you should believe that I am the, the Christ and, and not just because of my words. So this, these miracles really confirm Jesus as the true prophet of God and, and son of God. Yeah. Speaking of prophet, number three was, who is the prophet like Moses? Yeah, that, and that's just super cool. Um, that Moses... Uh, what, what, I mean, a couple thousands at least years before Christ um, prophesied about there's going to be one like him who's a Jew, who talks to God face to face, who does these miracles, and there's a fourth one somewhere. <laughs> but uh, all those things that are only summed up in Jesus. And, and Muslims, I know, actually do claim that Muhammad was the prophet. Mm-hmm. That Mo- uh, like Moses, that Moses prophesied about, but Muhammad didn't do any miracles. Right. And they even say that the Quran was a miracle because it's so perfect. But, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then we dived into, you touched on the ten plagues. Yeah. Um, so question number four was, why did God send the plagues? Yeah, I mean, I had on several things there, but one thing I wanted to add was just, um, some people would think, like, man, God's so cruel. How mm-hmm. dare, he, dare he do this to those people? Right. Um, but God, our very existence 
is grace. God didn't need to create us. Mm -hmm. And so that he made us is this, that we're alive is the first act of his grace. But then we all have sinned. And so we're all deserving of punishment and separation of God. And so this is not wrong of him to send this punishment now in this life. Um, but it's actually merciful and graceful for him to do it now so they they see, hey, I am in sin. Why am I in this suffering? And repent and turn to him in the suffering. I think that's the same for us today. God allows us to be in this sick, hurting, broken world um, and feel the effects of, of the sin of the world to say, hey, this isn't right. Like something's wrong here. Maybe I've sinned. And examine yourself and then turn from your sin and turn to the living God and, and have that everlasting life. Yeah, I've heard that argument before where I was like, well, if God's so loving, why did, why did he do this in the Bible? Or why does he let these people suffer? And it's like, well, God is love. Then he, he's the perfect judge. He has every right that it, it's, it's loving that you're being corrected. Yeah. for what you've done. Yeah, and I think that our culture misses that so yeah. much. They're like, no, God, if God was loving, it would just be gentleness mm -hmm. all the time. No strong rebuking ever. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's the, I, I love that that's like the, I feel like that's the duality of love. You know what I mean? That there, it, it has the the goodness and the softness and the tenderness, but it's also the the correction and the, like, I want you, I want the best for you. I, I love you so much that this is what needs to happen for you to be better or to get better. And, um, just, I don't, I don't know. I love the, the tension of that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like, it's not like if I really loved my son and be like, no son, you go do whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. You go run into that street, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, you get hit by that car, do whatever. Yeah. Whatever's, whatever's <laughs> no, making you happy I would jerk now. My son out yeah. of the road and be like, no, like that's going to kill you. And yeah. so you're doing what's best for them, even if they can't see it. You know? Right. So, um, speaking of God being love and, um, it just correcting, correcting us and our, our sins. God sent Jesus. Um, mm -hmm. but so in this story, and this was like a really big red thread we were looking at. Number five is why did the Israelites put blood on their doors? Oh, that's just beautiful. And my dad, I was talking to my dad after it and he said, um, I forget what it's, there's a name for it, but there's like a whole feast that the Jews do, um, for the Passover. There's like a more current name for it. Uh, but there's like the wine and the, low, the unleavened bread and there's like different things all around the table and each one actually symbolically like represents something and it all like points to Christ and he's like how can the Jews not see this that all this is pointing to Christ um, and so that, that's really cool um, but when they put the blood on the, the two doorposts and the lintel above um, that one thing that's kind of really cool that I didn't get to touch on too much is it was an act of faith mm -hmm. that they didn't know for sure like it's not it's not like they watched all those people die first. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, let me put the blood on yeah. them. But they had to decide before the death angel came that night that they are going to kill the lamb and put the blood on and, and trusting that God would answer that promise and not kill their, the firstborn because of the blood. Um, in the same way, you know, um, Jesus hasn't returned yet. There hasn't been that final judgment. And so now we as Christians get to decide, are we going to put our faith and trust in the blood of Jesus to, to save us from the condemnation of God that is to come? Um, and, and so they had to do an act of faith there, and we have to do an act of faith now, but it's not a blind faith. They had to base it off of all the miracles they just saw and God being faithful to carry out those miracles in the same way we get to base it off of God's faithfulness now and his word and, and the, the evidence of creation around us to put our trust in God now um, to save us from the wrath to come. Yeah, um, it, was, it was cool that, um, which I knew you were going to touch on it a little bit because you were hitting on all the um, uh, all the plagues. And, um, but we, we actually talked about this at um, Young Adults, um, just 
a week ago or so, whenever, a week, week and a half ago. So, um, but we've had this exact thing talking about, um, we've been talking about the same thing, uh, Jesus in the Old Testament. And we were looking at uh, Jesus as the, the Passover lamb. Mm. Um, and one, one thing that was really cool that somebody had said in our, in our small group was um, they put the, it was just this analogy of like, so they put the blood on the door, but then it was like in the way of if somebody was like walking down the street and they saw that on the door, like if the people that knew what was coming, that were obeying God, they would see that and be like, oh, that, that person is is following God, that person's trusting God, but they put, they'd use the analogy of it being in the same way of like, when you go to your house, like you have a front porch, you have a front door and like people like to decorate their porch or some people have that thing where they like put the, like you have like the letter of your last name on your door, like for your family name and like stuff like that. Like, so you like, you know who lives there type of thing. Um, like so a monogram type stuff. Yeah, so it's like you know, like oh, that's that so and so's house. I know because of X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it was like if there's that. So, but the doorpost, like to of us, like are we representing like Jesus with like do we are we covered in the blood? Like they oh, put the yeah. blood on the door. So like the but then like our front door, like to our lives, should be like our heart and how we portray Christ to people and stuff. I don't know. It was a really cool conversation that, um, really that cool. I had never heard like that analogy before and i was like that's super cool and then you touched on it and i was like i just everything's connecting it's cool that we're talking about the same thing in young adults that we were talking about on sunday morning so that's like as you mentioned the door reminded me of something else my dad said he's like and they put it the blood around the door yeah and you had to enter into the door Mm -hmm. in the same way it ties back to kind of how pastor joe's preaching on noah that jesus is the door and you have to enter into the door of the ark to be saved and you have to jesus says i am the door and you have to enter into him to be saved and so it's just kind of cool that's around the door again yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then, so, number six, uh, why doesn't God make himself more obvious? Because we're talking about these plagues, and he's like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, so that they may know I am the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, but why do you feel like God doesn't make himself yeah, more obvious now? So, I shared on that, but I was, I was wondering, um, like, there's the pillar of fire by day and the pillar yeah. of cloud a pillow of fire by night and pillow of cloud by day. Like, mm-hmm. that's just with them all the time. It's just crazy. Yeah. But have you ever had, like, those thoughts of, like, God, why don't you just, like, walk into this room right now and, like, a cloud of, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think sometimes that stuff, like, I think you think about it, but then it's kind of just remembering everything that, like, it's just the things that have happened, like, in my life that I know that I'm, like, there's no way this could have ever happened in my own strength or in, like, I feel like God does show himself, but not in the, like, he still can. But if we read these Old Testament passages and it's these crazy, mm-hmm. massive things that it's like, like, boom, the, uh, God is here. Like, that's, like, that's a pillar of fire. Like, I, I think everyone would be absolutely terrified if that happened. Um, but like you were saying, the, even with that, and they still turned away. Mm-hmm. So it it's the even if God shows Himself, that doesn't necessarily make everybody still want to have that really personal relationship with yeah. Him. So, and and with that, if God did miracles all the time, well, then it wouldn't be a miracle, <laughs> right? <laughs> because miracles are miracles because they don't happen all mm-hmm. the time. Um, they're supernatural and and rare. Um, and so, like, I, I'm sure the Israelites at one point, well, the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. 
they were just normal. Like, yeah. The same to us. They've been the, there so long. The sun coming up every yep. morning. We're like, that's pretty cool, but. We see it all the time. It's just normal. But if that never happened and all of a sudden happened, we're like, whoa, there's a sun. Yeah. The apocalypse is happening. Yeah. yeah. Or like the sun just doesn't come up for like two days and you're like, what is going yeah. on? Like, yeah, something out of the ordinary. Yeah. It would definitely, definitely make you. So just, there's so many ways where we take the evidence of God all around us and we just be like, oh, it's just normal. You know, it's, we yeah. don't appreciate it right. for what it is. You know? Yeah. Um, so number seven, we're talking about people and reacting and anything like that so are we do i do you trust god for the miraculous yeah and that i think the biggest point there is if god is alive today and he exists and miracles are possible then um i think we should just be such people of prayer because there's so many things that we can't control um and so the things you can in control your life your obedience to god how you love people do all you can to love god with all your strength mind and soul right now but then there's so many things we can't control that can bring so much anxiety and fear and worry. And so that's why you go to God in prayer because he's God and we're not. And so you pray and seek God for the miraculous to move mightily and give it over to him. And then I think it's Philippians maybe 4 that when you you know, you know do all these things and you give your, all your anxieties over to God that it says the peace of God um, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I think, And it's like this mm. perfect supernatural peace. Yeah. One of the things um, we always, as a... Um, as a worship team, the worship team and the tech team, we always, um, before each service, we circle up in the back and we pray um, while the five-minute countdown's going. And uh, one of the things that, um, so I, I usually pray first service, and then I second service, I just open up the floor, and whoever wants to pray second service can pray second service. Um, I just like to just give everybody a chance to, to pray over service and stuff like that. Um, each week so um but one thing that we that at least that i always say when we're praying and before i come out here is i always say um god move how you see fit um so i feel just trusting that knowing that nothing we do is by our own strength or for our own glory that it's all for god but that that if god wants to work a miracle right here in this room that i'm trusting and believing that he's gonna do that yeah. or if he's gonna just touch people's hearts and um i so it's just so i just pray god move how you see fit um because i don't we also when we pray god move mightily god move how you see fit so i just believing that god can do whatever he wants to do in any situation and meet people right where they're at so because yeah. you could have the perfect worship service the best musicians but god could not be there right <laughs> and so you know or you could have the worst musicians and, and singers which i don't think we have here um but uh god can move mightily so yeah it's just it's amazing yeah so we were talking about all this um apologetic stuff so question number eight was am i confident in the evidence for christianity yeah. and i was talking to adam legere actually this morning about that and and just when you know that you know that you know the truth mm -hmm. there just is such a boldness um and confidence that comes in evangelizing and sharing your faith because you know the evidence you know that it's it's that Christianity is the big dog, and it's got the, the the it's the big dog on the campus that all these little chihuahuas around trying to act like they got the truth. And you're like, no, I'm the I'm the Great Dane, you know, I got yeah. the truth over here. And so you don't have to come off fearful or insecure in sharing your faith, but you know how great the evidence is for Christianity. So it just it just makes you more confident. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, um, percent. And then we're talking about you mentioned how some of these plagues when they were happening weren't just happening to the Egyptians, 
they were also happening to the Israelites yeah. simultaneously. Um, yeah, I forget. So. It's either plague like three, two, three, or four, where it says the Lord makes a distinction and he doesn't put the plagues mm-hmm. on the Israelites anymore. Yeah, so no, question number nine was, do I trust God in my suffering? And that one's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mary and I did a youth podcast on why does God allow suffering. Check that out, because it's a whole discussion to get into. But um, the biggest thing is that always point people back to Christ, that God is not a God who's distant from us in our suffering, but he's a God who suffers alongside of us and wept in our suffering and, and knows what we're going through. And so that just brings me so much comfort, because every worldview has to answer the question of suffering, and I think Christianity answers it the best and actually the most comforting, comforting to it and gives the, the most meaning to our suffering. Yeah, yeah. Um, so talking about the blood on the doorpost, was they took the blood of the lamb then and now we have the blood of the lamb jesus Mm. that covers us and uh, our lives and covers uh, our sins Um, so question number 10 was am i living under the blood and inviting others to do the same we're talking about uh we talked about boldness and evangelizing and stuff like that so one is i feel like you gotta have the that apologetic knowledge and theological knowledge I think the other part is so much of us as Christians is we're so wrapped up in guilt and shame and bondage that we have no confidence in sharing it because we feel like we're trash and God would never love us over here. And so I feel like part of realizing you're under the blood is realizing uh, that Romans 8.1, that there's now, therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, that you are in Christ, you're under the blood, and all your guilt and shame and condemnation is, is forgiven, and the blood was sufficient when Jesus says, it is finished on the cross, it truly was. And so that's the biggest thing there is, is living under the blood every day is saying, God, I thank you that I'm dead to my sin. I'm made alive of Christ. The old has passed away, the new has come, that all that is gone. And you have such a joy that God delights in you, that he sees his righteous son when he looks at you. And all that just gives you such, should give you such a joy and such a peace and a love for him and for others uh, in your day to, to share that good news with others and live in it yourself. Yeah, we just get to... We get to walk, walk in that freedom that our our victory, that Christ has already won Praise the victory, God. won the battle, and that we just get to we just get to to celebrate and get to live in that victory. And and we're not perfect, and it's not going to be easy, Mm-mm. but that we can rest in that confidence, knowing that the victory has been won on the cross, and that God is with us every step of the way, no yes. matter what we're walking through. Preach the gospel to yourself every day, because uh, you're gonna have to because we mess up and we feel guilty so remind yourself that's not ever you but it's always god yeah for sure all right so takeaway podcast what was your biggest takeaway from this message oh and i wonder remind you uh, you reminded me i forgot was the the cvbs summerbrook summer blast um you as a leader of your household and and as uh leaders in our our community let's get as many kids as we can our, our kids um, our f- neighbors' kids to come to that VBS because that we're going to share the gospel with them. We're going to help them come under the blood, um, and that's June 27th, 28th, and 29th, I believe. Um, this June, it's going to be an awesome time. Um, so put that on your calendars and, and sign up for that. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, Miguel and the team. But last year they blew it out of the park, and it was amazing. So I can't wait to see what they what they do this year, and yeah. it's going to be. I think it's going to be even bigger and it better. It was so awesome last year, it really was. Um, but my takeaway was. Uh, I want to continue to grow in my apologetic knowledge of Christianity and memorize some of those arguments and then teach others to memorize them too is, is kind of what I want to keep doing. Yeah, I think my takeaway, I think my biggest takeaway was 
when uh, question number six was why doesn't God make himself more obvious? Um, and I know sometimes that's that's like the that's like the thing that some people end up they don't want to believe in God because they're like, oh, you can't see him, you can't feel him, you can't hear him, like stuff like that. It's like, but you can. It's like, but you 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 gotta you gotta get in the word. You gotta know who God is. Um, and if if God wants to miraculously show himself to you to convince you to believe in him, then he can. Um, but I think my biggest takeaway in that is that I, like you were saying, that you know that you know that you know, um, that I think that God's so obvious to me just by the things that have happened in my life, the things that he's done, um, the things that he's brought me through that I know that there was no one else, nothing else that could have done that or mm-hmm. been able to even come close to replicating any of those things yeah, like do miracles happen yes my life yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so as just all mercy and grace so um but so yeah my biggest takeaway is just that to reflect on those things and just stay in the word just know that that god is going to reveal himself to you continuously through his word even if you read the same book of the bible 16 times in a row he's he's going to reveal something new every single time um so just uh continuing to stay in the word and uh intentional in prayer just seeking after god and seeking after um just him and his heart and i think that was my biggest takeaway that's good that's good cool so any final thoughts for us no thank you guys for joining and hey keep believing in god keep seeking him let's do let's serve him together Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Takeaway Podcast. God bless you. Have a good week.